When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's thrash it out on this Thursday morning with a couple of topics. Tommy, good morning to you. Let's see, has Tommy got any coins that he wants to throw on this table or he buys you into the argument? Let's thrash it out Thursday. And here's what we're going to do because our listeners have had lots to say about this. So I've got three questions for us here and we'll pick through them one by one. We'll start with rugby league. 31 days away now until the NRL's American adventure begins. We'll get all of the stats and numbers and metrics and yada, yada, yada afterwards. But at this stage, now that it's good to go, is it worth having a shot, do you think, for the NRL or not? Tommy? Yeah, I agree. You've you got to adapt or die, Matty. I think it's always good to be. I mean, like, I th- I think a poor thing to do is just kind of, you know, just rest on your laurels and say, you know, you know, we're the biggest, you know, maybe the second biggest sport code in this country. I think it's a wise thing to do when it when it comes to going over to the United States. I know the first thing, or some some skeptics, some people who are a bit more cynical, would say, "Oh, just there for the money, for the gambling money." And I think that is one of the main reasons. Like, let's not beat around the bush there. But as Ashton Sims pointed out, Brad Walters, uh, Brad Walter from the NRL.com wrote a really good article yesterday or earlier this week pointing this out as well. I think one of the key things is is that combine that they're putting on in the states. Um, and Ashton raised a really good point, and he made a good comparison when it comes to Phil Gould and the Penrith Panthers. The system that they're going to put in place, I don't think you're not going to see the fruits of the labour in the first first year or the second year. But I mean, if a couple of years down the track, if we can, if some NRL clubs can um, identify some talent over there in the states, which they have an excess of, because only so many players can go to the NFL or the XFL, or CFL, or whatever. If we can identify a handful of talent. And then in a few years' time, they're able to play reserve grade in the New South Wales Queensland Cup and then make their NRL first-grade debut along with – so you have that along with all the gambling money and the revenue that you're getting in the United States. I don't see why it's a bad thing. So is it worth the investment? Because it is about money. There's a massive part of this that's about money. It's costing them money to get there. It's going to cost a lot of money to put this on. And the investment may be returned further down the track. Do you reckon it's worth it, Coach K? I absolutely do. I think, well, we don't know what the crowd figure is going to be. So I don't think they're too concerned about the crowd as such. I mean, the broadcast still for it would be okay. Think about how many people are watching it. Um, If the NRL can get a lot of people interested in the States in what it's all about, you know, you can buy, I think you can buy like a little league pass um, for for the NRL website to watch it overseas. If they can boost a few numbers, I mean, think about the population there. That's mm. also going to be a win for them if they can manage to do that. Yeah, so they're hoping to get, Volandis has made steadfast in the fact that they're hoping to get more than 40,000 um, at Allegiant Stadium. I think a report a few weeks ago said they've only sold just a tad over 21, 22,000. And we're a bit, as you said, we're 31 days out from the start. Um, so Valenti's also said that they hope to generate around or between 15 to $25 million in revenue from subscriptions of the Watch NRL app in America, particularly targeting the hundreds of thousands of Aussie expats that live over there. So in that regard, if you kind of look at those numbers, I think it is worth the investment. What do you I, think, Matty? I think that a lot of people have got to try and work out what the real reason is behind this and, and what you expect out of the NRL going to Vegas. 
Because in my opinion, this is all about one thing, which is exposure. This mm-hmm. is where it's at right now. Crowd numbers aren't going to make a difference. They're not going to pick up 100 players who are all of a sudden going to be no. wanting to invest their time and skills and efforts into making an NRL career. That all may happen, which is absolutely to your point. So this is an exposure exercise. They're going over because they've got to be in your face in America. And on that level, I reckon it's worth it. Absolutely. If you think that the NRL is going to break into the American market and make a big splash, forget about it. Not yet. It ain't going to happen. If you think that there's going to be millions upon millions of dollars out of broadcast TV deals, forget about it. It ain't going to happen. I think we have to be really realistic about what the worth and what the value is of this. I'm all for it now. Absolutely. I was not critical of it. I was skeptical of it actually happening. And now that it's happening and they've got it up and running, now we have to work out what we expect from it. And the one thing I don't want to see is, it was a flop because 20,000 people turned up. Mm-hmm. It, it, it can't be a flop because it's about exposure and you can't have exposure without being there. And then two, three years down the track, we'll get the answer. Well, right. they've already promised um, or kind of guaranteed five year, a five-year plan, right? So what's that? Essentially, every, 20 teams are going to go over in total. So every single NRL team is going to have that Las Vegas experience. I think the only way you can say is, that, is, it, is it a flop is maybe next year or in a few years' time, if they're not growing in any shape, way, or matter, the crowds aren't getting bigger, the invest, well, the the re- revenue return of revenue isn't getting bigger, yep. then you can say it's a flop. If there's no growth there, then you can say, well, we were there for exposure. The exposure's not helping. Yep. The thing about a five-year deal is <laughs> you can always make it a one-year deal if you need to. So, yeah. I, But I do agree with you. I think the combine part of it is going to be a critical part of it. The betting part of it's the biggest part of it. But I think the combine aspect of it could certainly have some legs down the future. So I think we're all in a grants on that one. I mean, th- we all think it's worth it. I think what we've got to all work out individually as fans of the game, as this gets closer, happens, and then gets debriefed to the nth degree, is what did you expect from it? And what do you expect from well, it now? If you can get, at the, at the end of this experiment, like this five-year experiment, right, if you can get um, a handful of players, a handful of American players contracted to NRL clubs, you can get millions of dollars um, get them received in revenue from Watch NRL app subscribers and, you know, gambling partnerships over there in the States. To me, that's a success because you're boosting your financial profile essentially as the NRL and you're also getting more players and more international players into your league, which I think is only a good thing. Let's thrash this one out in the world of golf. Let, you can have your say on that one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. If you'd like to join this thrash it out Thursday conversation, do so. You've got an opposing view? Fire it on in. In golf, we're starting to get to the pointy end of this whole PGA Live thing shuffling itself out, right? And I think the future is going to be for golf players being drawn back into the PGA. So let's look at the PGA Tour itself as the traditional style of golf versus format of live. Now that format might be teams. It might be the way that it continues to go, but let's put the format sort of in the big bash kind of scenario. What's going to, what's going to drag you to golf in the future? Are you going to watch golf for the players or are you going to watch golf for the format? Okay. I'll start off here. I'm not the biggest, I don't watch a lot of golfing events throughout the year. I'll put my hand up and say that, right, Matty. But what I will say this, if the format intrigues me a little bit. I'm all for format rather than the players. So as a new viewer, essentially, because yeah. they're trying to get you, Coach yeah, Absolutely. K. That's who absolutely. they're trying to get here. Yep. 
right? So they're trying to work it out, the ownership, and then they'll have to work out how they're going to get you to give them 30 bucks a month or a year or whatever it is to say, I want to subscribe to my golf channel. So what's going to get you at the moment? You're probably leaning towards format. 100% Bells and whistles, format. bright colours, yep. the lot. The lot. You throw the beers on the, on the green, let's go. Tommy? Well, I think, so this morning I was very heavily players, right? And I think that was the main thing that Liv were doing. That, like they were just throwing money at these big name players to get the stars there because essentially people will turn out to watch the stars. But I think what Liv has done well, and you saw that was kind of highlighted last year in that Adelaide event, is they kind of had the perfect mix of stars headlined by Australia's very own Cameron Smith, but also the format was appealing. I mean, they had that party hole and we had that great audio of Matty Rogers on the party hole. Mm. Um, I don't remember what number it is. My mates, a bunch but of my mates. But the party there. hole's there in the Arizona. Yeah, that's a good Phoenix point. the Phoenix event, right? So the party hole's already there. Mm-hmm. That's not a format change. That, that's that's an entertainment change. Experience and entertainment change, yeah. I think, uh, uh, so I'll go back to my original point that I was speaking about it with you before the show then. I think golf, what Liver do, live are doing or, or they're trying to do in the future as well, they're trying to make it more, or they, they've got these teams, right? Make it team orientated. Yeah. But I still think that people want to go out and just watch the best players. I mean, like a big thing, why Australian golf supporters have been big fans of Liv, I won't say majority, but some is because they've kind of been starved of the biggest golf stars the last 20 years. You know, the US PGA Tour has kind of turned a blind blind eye to Australian golf fans the last 20 years. And Liv said, all right, we'll bring him back down. John Rahm said, my favorite Liv event of last year was Adelaide. I want to play at Adelaide. Like, if you're a golf fan, you go, oh, sweet, I'm, I get to go see John Rahm. And you might get the guys, the golf fans on the periphery there. So I still think at the, at the end of the day, they want to see the best players available. And if you can provide that, then you'll get the fans there. Yeah. I, my way of looking at it is I, I like the, the players. I'm, I'm up for the best players playing the best tournaments, and I'm up for them playing tournaments um, as I know golf. I like some of the bells and whistles to it, but if it's format that I'm that I'm going to be – tried to be sold on not really i'm not really into teams golf that much i'm not into the shotgun starts and all that kind of stuff and the, the money's the money that's their money it doesn't make any difference to me whether they win 20 million or get 200 million dollar check for me i want to see the best players at the best venues mm-hmm. playing the best tournaments i think the yeah the money doesn't really matter the money is just a headline you know john Rahm signs for 500 million dollars that's the headline yeah and, but that's about the, ownership. That's, that's got yeah, nothing to do with the it, game. Exactly. And, you know, fans, fans say that they go, oh my God, that's amazing. But then they forget about that. If I can go see John Rahm in a few months time in Sydney or Queensland or whatever, that's what matters. So I'm for players. Coach K, you're for format. Format. Players, yeah. Players. All right. Our final one. Now this has got everyone talking this morning on our morning show, uh, Thrash It Out Thursday. The pub test. The four stars that turned up to the Sydney pub yesterday. And got Sydney talking. We're talking Ash Barty, Damien Oliver, John Aloisi, and Alexander Volkanovsky. We decided to put a bit of a spin on this to say, righto, you turn up to that pub, but one of those has got to go. If you're going in, one of them's got to go. And you make the choice. Who are you kicking out? Are you kicking out Ash? Our Ash? Mm. Australian Open winner? Grand Slam winner? Well, they're all our athletes. They're all Aussies. Yeah, fair enough. But I mean... I know you Have mean. you ever heard anyone say our Damien? No. No. <laughs> Come on. Okay. So Ollie, three-time Melbourne Cup winner. That's Ollie. Yep. Yeah. John Aloisi. Hello. Mm-hmm. And then the vault. And the vault. Well, oh. you, I like how you did that. You just kind of said the vault 
sparingly. Like he doesn't really he doesn't really fit in there with the other three. Well, I don't know. Well, okay. I think okay, let's speculate here. Let's who thrash would, it out. Who would have the best stories to tell out of the four of them? That's a good shout. That's and that's really what it will thing. come down to for me because if you can you can well, cross a few of them out. Well, I, I mean, without being disrespectful, we know we know which story John Aloisi is going to go to. Yeah, right. He'll harp on about it. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ollie's got a few. Yeah, he right. Does. And there are a lot of colourful stories in the world of racing. Mm. Ash Barty's got quite a few. She would. And Volkanovski. Lives in a totally different planet to the rest of us. Yeah, so if totally you go in stories, world. I'm I'm like Volk's guaranteed to be there, like for me. And I'd probably say I'd probably kick out Ollie out of the four there. Right. Sorry, so Ollie. Ollie's gone. I love, I love my racing, but yeah, yeah, probably Ollie's gone. And you're you you part own a racehorse. I part own a racehorse. And you've yeah. got access for an afternoon yeah, with Damon on the cans with D Oliver. Yeah. And you're gonna kick him out. Well he's not out. racing anymore, is he? I can't convince him you're to kick come him back out. and show some decorum. Yeah, All I'll right. kick him out. Okay. So Ollie's oh, out in your opinion. I'm going to kick out John Aloisi. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like Ash Barty. I mean, John did play overseas. Just like Ash being on tour, being number one for a while. There's got to be some really John, good stories. For there. me, John is on, and it's funny because I'm going to use an American term here. Um, he's part of the Mount Rushmore moments in Australian sport for mm. me. Yeah. Like one, those, like he is part of the big four for me. So I can't kick him out. Can't kick him out. No way. Okay. No. Who are you going for, Matty? Volkanovski. Oh. Hey, so we're all different. That's good. Gonski. Volkanovski. Gonski. Wow. Yep. Try to tell him that. I know. <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm gonna let the bouncer tell him that. Yeah. So there's our pub test. Uh, our four stars. One's got to go, and we've all gone different. So we've ended up with a very different scenario. one 300 I think we thrashed a few things out. Let's go to the break.